Are you a student looking for an inspiring career journey? Maybe you are a recent graduate trying to navigate your career path on your own. Or perhaps you are an alum wanting to make a positive impact through teaching and mentorship. If any of those scenarios apply to you, then check out CM Universe, an online mentoring platform for CMU students and alumni. Thousands have already joined the platform. Connect with a network of Tartans dedicated to pursuing their passions and sign up for an account at cmuniverse.peoplegrove.com. That's C-M-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E dot peoplegrove.com. CM Universe, creating professional connections at Carnegie Mellon University. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Scotty Stories. I'm your student host, Aparna, and today I'll be talking to Dietrich Alum, Christopher Macris, who is currently the lead data science at Data IQ. Christopher, we'd love for you to tell us a little more about yourself. Yeah, um, so thank you for having me, Aparna. This is a real pleasure. <laughs> um, so my name is Christopher Peter Macris, uh, CPM as, as many call me. Um, I studied logic, discrete math, and statistics at Carnegie Mellon University. Um, uh, was a Dietrich alum in 2011, but actually stayed an extra year for 2012 to get my master's in statistical practice from the Department of Statistics and Data Science, which was a really fantastic uh, program. Um, I then went on to be a data scientist in industry for a couple social media based PR companies, but definitely found that my passion is in leading and in managing and teaching. Um, and I transitioned to being the director of data science at the New York City Data Science Academy. Um, was also the director of the Master's of Statistical Practice program, the executive director, uh, coming back to my uh, alma mater <laughs> a few years later. Um, briefly was the director of security data science out here in Denver, Colorado for um, Empower Retirement, and now a lead data scientist at Data IQ, where I'm helping to professionally develop uh, a team of data scientists. Um, so yeah, uh, it's been an absolute journey that uh, I can't wait for the next chapter, but I am enjoying every step of the way. <laughs> I'd love to hear about your how you made that decision to kind of go into grad school right after graduating from undergrad at CMU, because mm -hmm. I know that's something a lot of students kind of wonder about, like industry versus going back to school. Yeah, you know, that is a great question. And I have to be very, very honest. Um, when I was uh, an undergrad uh, and thinking about turning to graduation and going into the workforce, I was very nervous. I didn't know uh, what I wanted to do with my life. <laughs> I didn't know what, uh, what I wanted to pursue um, in, in a professional career. Uh, and sometimes I even uh, don't know now because <laughs> there's always more to learn, always more to grow. Um, but I have to say very uh, genuinely speaking, um, it was really my mentors um, back in, uh, at CMU, some of the professors uh, Howard Seltman, Rebecca Nugent, Joel Greenhouse, to name a few um, in the Department of Statistics uh, that really helped guide me. Um, and, uh, you know, having lots of conversations with those mentors, uh, personally, professionally, um, uh, inside CMU, outside of CMU, really helped me sort of figure it out. And you know what, the key is you, you really never have the answers uh, of, of the path of life. <laughs> I'm actually reading a book right now, it's sitting on my desk uh, called Designing Your Life, um, which is all about sort of taking a product approach to your life, 
um, and figuring out how to optimize towards the things that make you happy and the things that bring you, uh, you know, the greatest joy. Um, you never really have the answers. Um, but in that moment, when I was figuring out whether grad school was right for me, um, it really was leaning on some of those key players and mentors who um, had had really great advice. <laughs> I'd actually love to hear a little more about, like you just said, optimizing your life and like choosing to be happy. And I'd love to hear about how you kind of implement that. Wow. Um, well, that's a very uh, broad question. Um, it is. <laughs> uh, for sure. No, no, but it's a fantastic question. Um, so, uh, you know, I always choose to try to have gratitude for even the smallest things in life. Um, it's so easy to fall into this pattern. We all do sometimes, you know, for the things that we don't have or the things that are nice to have or um, all of the problems that we may be experiencing, you know, in any facet of life, whether it's your career or your personal life or professional life, doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, you know, even having appreciation for the smallest things really helps you reflect on um, where you've been where you've come from and how far you've come because often in life you are your own worst critic and it's easier to find all of the flaws than to celebrate the positives or to celebrate um, all of the wonderful things that you've done. Like if you're creating a slide presentation and there's one tiny typo um, out of a hundred slides and you give a really great presentation, okay, you know what, it, it, it would be great if that typo wasn't there, but it's so easy to focus on that one little flaw rather than say, you know what, I just gave a presentation to an audience of 100 people. I just created a really fantastic storyline for a technical talk um, that, that, that was a really big challenge. Um, I just consolidated uh, months of work of this project into uh, a 20 minute presentation. Um, all of those are really big wins that we should have gratitude for um, and, and celebrate. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's easy to focus in on the tiny little problems. <laughs> I would like to ask you just about, I guess, maybe the journey you took from your maybe your first job after yeah. graduating to now. Yeah. Um, well, it's definitely been a little bit of a winding path, but in a good way. Um, because I've had the opportunity to work at a small company and some medium, like medium companies and large companies. I've had the opportunity to work in academia and in um, industry. I've had the opportunity to work at a startup and also a company that's been really, really well established, um, been around for a number of years. So I've just had the pleasure of seeing, uh, I guess, quote unquote, work uh, from lots of different perspectives. Um, and in each and every single step, I've always learned something new about myself and also about what I enjoy and things maybe that I don't necessarily enjoy. Um, so, uh, you know, ideally speaking, um, or I guess realistically speaking, um, it's pretty rare for somebody to get their first job out of school um, and uh, that be the job that they stay in for 10, 15, 20 years. That's obviously we'd, we'd love that to be the case. Um, but realistically speaking, that's a very small minority of what ends up happening. Um, so uh, I remember being in my first job. It was great. I was so nervous. I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea how to be a quote unquote adult. I still don't know how to be an adult, <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I learned. Um, and after a, a little bit over a year, I was like, okay, well, this was new. This was interesting. This was exciting. Here are the things that I love about my job. 
here are the things that I don't really love about my job. And here's sort of what I want in my next step. Um, and you sort of always kind of have that in the back of your mind. Um, it's not always healthy to focus on like what's, what's next because then you're never really satisfied with what you're currently doing. So I don't want to necessarily say that's, that's the solution here. Um, but it's always good to, to try to keep an open mind to what you want to learn and grow into. Um, and as I said uh, before, with mentors and, and leadership, if you have a really good manager as well, um, your manager can help stretch you in different directions um, for those growth opportunities as well. Um, so I try to keep that in mind whenever, whenever uh, those feelings come up of, of what's next for me. Um, I, I try to identify where I want to grow into and what skills that may take and what's the difference between where I want to be and where I am now and, and maybe what baby steps I can take to get there. So when it comes to data science, I mean, just from what you told me, would you say it was less about like, a, oh, this is what I've always wanted to do and more just finding yourself along the way then? That's a really great question too. Um, so uh, I guess it's a little bit of both because I do remember in high school even, I accidentally took a statistics class, AP statistics. Uh, long story short, uh, it was the only thing that fit into my schedule and I wanted to take math and statistics was the only thing. Um, I had no idea what statistics was, but I remember way back then I was sitting in Miss Dennis's class uh, and uh, I loved it. I used to read the textbook um, for fun almost. I used to do the homework that was due on Friday on Monday and I used to put aside all the other things that were due earlier. Um, I just really loved it. Um, so when I went to CMU, I sort of did the same thing. I took all the math and statistics classes that were really interesting to me. I didn't really know exactly what data science was um, in high school or in my early years at, at CMU, um, but it, it really was just interesting to me and I loved it. Um, and so I guess the love of what I enjoyed sort of guided me in that direction. Um, now I actually find that uh, you know I've done data science for a number of years and I and I loved it, but even more than doing the data science, I loved teaching the data science or managing a data science team, seeing others really learn and and sort of go through a, a process where they might struggle a little bit, but then they find a solution. Um, whether that's students um, in college or uh, my direct reports in, in, in industry or even clients that I work with. Um, it's, it's, it, that passion sort of led me to this side of management and, and directing and things of that nature as well. Um, so I wouldn't ever say I, I, I woke up one day and was like, oh, I wanna do data science or I woke up one day and was like, oh, I wanna be a manager. Um, but I sort of, was very in tune or sort of took note of the things that I did in my day-to-day -day that I really enjoyed. And sometimes the things in the day-to-day -day that I didn't enjoy. Um, and that helped me find what, what that uh, passion would be. So I, I heard you recently hired a CMU alum. So I was wondering what advice you might have for students who wanna pursue a similar path or a similar career to you. Oh, yes. Um, so yes, the tartan blood does run deep, <laughs> um, but... Uh, but yes, uh, you know, I guess it's dependent on every role, every industry, you know, even I would say the data IQ data science team is very different from other data science teams I've been a part of. Um, but generally speaking, when I'm hiring specifically for my team, I certainly look for a curiosity uh, to learn. 
Um, I, 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 I love when um, somebody uh, maybe has a problem that they're working with uh, and rather than always turning to me as their manager or to you know maybe colleagues or anything like that, they always come up with a uh, solution, a, 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 maybe a suggested solution um, and a bunch of questions that they want answers to um, and sort of take that leap to learn a little bit for themselves before asking for help. It's never a problem to ask for help. I think we should. It's, it's really great to collaborate, getting different perspectives on things and that variety of input, um, especially from cross-functional teams or different teammates um, across the company. Um, but that ability to learn and that curiosity to learn, I think drives forward um, a lot of individuals and projects um, more so than when there's a lack of that. So curiosity, ability to learn, I love that. Also, um, an absence of ego. Uh, you know, everybody wants to succeed, everybody wants to do well, but uh, a key that, that I sort of look for in the back of my mind is when somebody's describing projects they've done or um, things that they've uh, succeeded in, if they use words like we or my team and I, rather than sort of saying I or what I did was X, Y, and Z. Um, not only because, you know, you want the absence of ego, but again, for the points I said earlier, working together with teams and having that variety of input is always going to breathe more life into a project. Obviously, there's communication skills, both technical and non-technical communication, I think, is, is key. Uh, being able to describe a really complicated concept uh, in a simple way is a skill in of itself. I think a lot of us in the tech fields, um, love to over-engineer things, but it's actually much harder to keep things simple. Um, so uh, as I say that, I realize I'm rambling, so I'll, I'll, I'll uh, stop here, but there's there's many, many different things that I look for. Um, those are some of the top skills. No, I, I don't think you were rambling at all, because <laughs> if there's one thing a CMU student is looking out for, it's how to look, um, how to look employable <laughs> to yeah, an employer. Yeah. Um, but, one thing I did want to ask you about, just because you mentioned, you know, you kind of realized that management and like leadership was more where your interests lied. Um, I was wondering, because just because something that I think we're told a lot of employers look for is evidence of leadership on your resume. Yeah. How would you suggest one builds that? Yeah, that's great. Um, so I'll say this. You don't have to be the leader of every organization at CMU. You don't have to be involved in a hundred of extracurricular activities just to beef up your resume. Um, you don't have to, to do all of that. I would say, of course, be involved in all the wonderful things that CMU has to offer, all the different clubs. I know I was a part of a bunch of different dance organizations at my time there, um, but do it for the genuine interest of it, not because you wanna bolster your resume because it's very easy to say, you know, maybe somebody looks at your resume and says, hey, a partner, you were part of this, uh, the, you know, the data science club at CMU. What was that like? Um, if you're only able to say, oh yeah, the data science organization was really cool because of, uh, you know, we met once every week and, you know, it was very surface level cursory information rather than a, a genuine passion for being involved in that. It's very easy to tell. Um, so, you know, that could ask, actually count against you if you're, if you're not, you know, if, you, if it's very clear that you're just putting something on your resume to put something on your resume. Um, in terms of getting more exposure to like leadership opportunities and things like that, some of that will genuinely happen by virtue of that passion. 
But also I would say, you know, a lot of um, the classes at CMU, um, especially in Dietrich, um, are team-based and you'll do a group project. Um, and uh, you don't necessarily have to be a leader of a group, um, but you could be a, a, a functioning and integral member of the group that keeps things running. Um, another, like a question I like to ask sometimes in interviews, especially for entry-level positions is, um, like, tell me about a time where something didn't go as planned and how you reached a solution. Or another flavor of that question is, tell me about a time where there were a lot of different uh, opinions in the room um, and how did you organize the team to, to get on track? Something like that. That demonstrates leadership ability um, in a different way. You know, maybe you weren't like a, a director of a team or, or you know, uh, uh, you know, a head of a, of a club, but you were able to organize a group to get on the same page or to reach a common goal. Those are leadership qualities um, that won't necessarily come along with a title that you're given at, a, at an internship or a job, um, but still demonstrate those skills. I would just love to loop back to what you said about being involved at CMU and ask you about yeah. the dance orgs you were in Oh yeah. Um, so uh, there were a few. Um, so Dancer Symposium was the biggest one that I remember. Um, there was yeah, also sure. uh, DS Company, which I know now is called Infra. <laughs> I had an opportunity to come back actually for the 10 year anniversary of Infra um, and, and choreograph a piece for them. I love uh, that team. I'm so happy to see it's going strong. There's also Soul Styles, which was the hip hop group. It also started around the same time as Infra. Um, or DS Company at the time. Um, and uh, I used to perform at Lunar Gala as well. I think they used to do like two or three dance performances and intermission. Um, and that was also fun too. So those were the big ones. Definitely DS Company uh, and da Dancer Symposium were, were the ones that I were certainly involved in the most. Yeah, that's really cool that um, you kind of keep track of what's going on though, and that you've come back to see everyone. Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it was, it was sort of coincidental, um, but, but uh, out of serendipity, I came back to CMU uh, to work in the Department of Statistics and Data Science. Um, and so uh, it was just uh, refreshing to see that those organizations were still there. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, uh, easy, easy connections to make, you know, been there, done that, and, and would love to, to see what's gone on since then and, and maybe give back if there's anything I can do. I, if there's anything that I can say or answer or give a genuine answer to anybody at CMU who is, you know, who could benefit from it, maybe they find a very small golden nugget in something I say that gives them confidence or gives them, you know, I would love to be that. So if there's anything I can answer, there's, there's nothing you can ask me that I'd be uncomfortable answering um, because, you know, a genuine and honest answer is more valuable than anything else, you know? <laughs> Could you maybe talk a little bit about your life as maybe like 19-year-old Christopher on campus at CMU? <laughs> yeah, so um, I made a lot of mistakes and I will be the first one to, to own up to that. Um, I do think that a lot in life you learn from mistakes. Um, so I don't look back on any of that um, as, a, as a problem, but uh, I made a lot of mistakes. I think one of the biggest mistakes I made as a CMU student um, was I tried to do way too much. <laughs> um, I tried to take as many classes as I could take. 
um, be, well, you know, because I was genuinely interested, but I also wanted to just, I just wanted to do everything. I wanted to take 10 different classes. I wanted to be in 10 different organizations. I wanted to dance all the time. I wanted to uh, be a TA, not only for the statistics department, but for the mathematics department. I wanted to do everything and more. Um, but there's only so much time in a day. So I remember there were times where it was like, I have 10 homework assignments due. I'm supposed to be in three rehearsals. I have to grade these homework assignments. I have to lead that recitation. I didn't even eat lunch and I didn't sleep last night. How am I gonna get this done? Um, in isolation of all those things, I enjoyed them so much. Um, and so every single thing I did, I learned from it um, and I enjoyed it, but it's just like the age old thing of there's too much of a good thing. You know, if you have one chocolate bar, that's great. But if you have 20, you're going to feel sick. Um, so 19 year old teenager CPM in, in, at CMU could have learned to have a little bit more balance in life. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, hindsight is 2020. If I were to maybe take a couple less courses or TA a little bit less or do one less dance organization or you know, cut something out, um, there's beauty and parsimony. I, I would have probably had a better balance in my day-to-day, -day, found more time to enjoy the things that I, that I already enjoyed, but you know, would enjoy more. Um, you know, maybe had a, a few extra hours of sleep uh, and not feeling like I have to cram for that exam the next day because I was too busy with all the other coursework. And, you know, just being a CMU uh, student, I, you know, I, I, I've been in that environment and I know a lot of the alums and a lot of the current students now, we're all driven, you know? That is a common thread between all of us. We're all driven. Um, so don't ever fear like comparison. Like, it, uh, you know, you don't have to one up each other, you know, it's not that competitive environment. I know it's not, you know, sort of in that way. We all want to one up ourselves um, in a way. So continued improvement, but don't ever think that uh, if you are giving up something that you are giving, so giving up something, you know, you're, there's always balance in life. So when you give up something, you make room for something else. Um, and obviously I'm, I'm not your academic advisor. I'm not, you know, your, your parents or your mentors, but um, always have those types of conversations with, with those people as well, if you're ever confused. Um, but that was the day in the life of, of, of the old CPM at, at CMU. And if I were to go back and give them a little bit of advice, I would say, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. You're doing okay. You're doing well. You don't have to do all this extra stuff. Just live in the moment and enjoy it because, you know, I, I, I'm sure everybody's heard this once uh, or many times before, but you're, you're only gonna be in college for a few years and you might as well maximize that time in, in many ways rather than just academics and clubs and all that kind of stuff too. I, I love talking to CMU alumni just to see how we all essentially have the same experience in some way at CMU. Yeah. Um, but I would love to hear just as just to wrap up how you would say you kind of find that balance in your day-to-day -day now. Yeah. Um, great question. Well, I, um, I definitely think that I can still continue to find better balance in my life. That's for sure. Um, uh, so you'll never change in that way. Uh, you know, you're never, you'll never find a perfect balance is what I mean to say. Um, but I do find some time for myself 
but also with, with others and friends. Um, I do find time to work. I, I'm definitely a workaholic in a, in a, in a, still in a good way. <laughs> um, uh, I'm very energized by the work I do, but I do find that having some time away from work is also helpful. Um, to re-energize, to come back and think about things in a different way, to come up with new solutions. There's actually, uh, you know, some good research around quote-unquote boredom and how that can help spark new ideas. Um, so there's there's balance to be had in that too. Um, yeah, I don't know if that, that if that's a helpful answer, but uh, there's there's always more balance to be had in life. Of course, yeah. Um... Just a final question, just because I think it's been fun to give our viewers like a little fun fact. Yeah. I was going to ask you about like a TV show you think is underrated, but I also just kind of want to ask you if you have something funny to tell us about your dance career or like maybe like a favorite dance style or a performance. Oh my gosh. Well, career quota is a, is a really big uh, link <laughs> to that. I would just say it's totally just a hobby, you know, something that I very much enjoyed. Um, you know what? I had a lot of fun uh, both at CMU, but shortly after CMU for a few years in an organization called DanceWorks. DanceWorks New York City. There's also DanceWorks Boston. Um, and I would say that after school life, it was nice to still have that community um, you know, uh, that was separate from work. You know, I had my work life after CMU, but it was a separate community of professionals uh, from all walks of life coming together for a common uh, goal, which was dance. Um, so that's not necessarily a funny anecdote, but I have many, many memories um, with uh, dozens of people in that organization, people that I'm still friends with today, um, even though I'm, you know, now in Denver, far away from New York. Um, even yesterday evening, I was watching some of the old videos uh, uh, on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I, I, maybe that's that's not necessarily a funny anecdote, but uh, but that community, finding that community in, in any walk of life or any realm of life is is really great. I have that now. I do CrossFit um, pretty much every day. That's its own sort of community. Still fitness, still sort of getting my exercise in, similar to dance, um, but in a totally different way. Um, but it's again, you know, a bunch of people who are driven, uniting at, for one hour a day to reach a common goal. Um, I've found that to be really fun. Uh, uh, and whether it was dance at CMU, dance in New York, CrossFit in, in different locations, um, I think it's really great to have a, a group of people or friends. Um, you know, I don't know, <laughs> sort of not the answer you were looking for, but uh, you know, I, I think that. it was a great answer all the same and on that note which honestly a great note don't worry about it I think we should wrap up the podcast and I would just like to thank you CPM yeah. for coming on Scotty Stories yeah. and uh, thanks again everyone for tuning in for this episode